Today we are talking about a revolutionary concept, ESPPs in which purchases are not funded through payroll contributions. This probably sounds crazy to you, but by the end of the podcast, I hope to convince you to take a closer look at this idea. Welcome to the NESPP's Equity Expert Podcast, and thanks for joining us. I'm Barbara Baksha, and I'm the Executive Director of the NESPP. Since their introduction in the 1960s, ESPPs have been designed to require employees to contribute through payroll deductions. But this actually is not a legal requirement. Just like all other forms of equity compensation, purchases in ESPPs can be financed using the appreciated value of the stock employees are acquiring. This is an idea that I am personally very excited about. You can probably tell. And I think it is long overdue. So I am thrilled to have two guests today to help us understand how ESPPs can offer an alternative to cash financing. Joining me today to explain how this works is Callie Bruce of Carver Edison. Carver Edison administers cashless participation for ESPPs, and Callie is their chief revenue officer. She comes to this role with a background in financial technology and helping companies provide better financial wellness solutions for their employees. Thanks for joining us, Callie. Thank you so much for having me, Barbara. It's a pleasure to be here with you today and with my co-speaker. I'm really looking forward to our discussion. As you'd noted, I spent really the lion's share of my career focusing on helping folks get ahead financially, particularly in the B2B2E space. So to say that this topic is near and dear to my heart is an understatement. I'm excited to specifically discuss how we're doing this at Carver Edison in a way that's really moving the needle for employees by helping to spur upward economic mobility while also being a creative for companies. So it's so hard to find win-win solutions these days. And what we're doing is exactly that. Great. Well, I can't wait to hear more from you on that. Also joining us is Lori Serrano of Outset Medical. Lori Serrano is the Director of Equity Programs at Outset Medical, and she's going to tell us about Outset's very innovative ESPP. Thanks for joining us, Lori. Thank you so much, Barbara. I'm also super excited to be here. This is a topic near and dear to my heart. Before I begin, I want to tell you briefly about Outset Medical and what we do. Outsets take a kidney dialysis treatment, which has had little innovation over the last 50 years and revolutionized it. We have made it more versatile, which in turn reduces the cost of treatment and complexity of dialysis. So what does this mean? In the simplest of terms, it means that the clunky kidney dialysis systems that requires an entire room for water filtration is now portable in the size of my wine cooler. It means that patients can be treated at home instead of in a dialysis center, typically four times a week, five hours a day. It means that users can be around the people they love, watching TV and movies, all the while they're being treated. We're giving patients back their lives. So why is that important to ESPP? Well, reimagining is in our DNA at outset. We don't try to do things the same way they've always been done. It's our business to reimagine. And I think that's what's made reimagining the ESPP so simple. Understanding the possibilities of the ESPP, which also, as Barbara's mentioned, has had little change over the last 50 years. Kelly, I'm going to start with you. I'm guessing that some of our listeners aren't familiar with the concept of a cashless feature to help employees fund their ESPP purchase. Can you explain how this works? 
Absolutely. Cashless participation is a way for employees to participate in their ESPPs without shrinking their paychecks. As we know, and as you'd mentioned, Barbara, ESPPs are an incredibly powerful and amazing benefit. That said, traditionally speaking, with respect to what we'll call the traditional ESPP, eligible employees could really, for the most part, only participate in their plans if they could afford payroll deductions and ultimately really only if they had free cash flow. So as we contemplate this inherently, it's just unfair because these traditional plans were inadvertently pricing out lower earners alongside those who are just starting out and those who may have financial trade-off considerations that would cause them to then opt out of plan participation due to affordability. So what we've done with cashless participation is we've made a way for every eligible employee to be able to participate regardless of affordability concerns. We call these plans enhanced with cashless participation, cashless ESPPs, although Lori has a really fun name for her amazing plan design, which I love and which I'm sure she will mention shortly. But the way that it works is a company decides that they'd like to implement the cashless ESPP, whether they have a pre-existing plan or not. They then work with my team on procurement and the educational aspect of the plan. Once paperwork and planning are squared away, eligible employees are able to simply opt into cashless as a part of their plan enrollment, and we take care of the rest administratively. We provide a multilingual experience, including educationally, for international cohorts, and we provide great resources such as articles, videos, calculators, all so that everyone, not just the folks using cashless, can more deeply understand their plans. As far as the plan design goes, with respect to cashless specifically, that's entirely up to the company. We design different programs to back into different goals, whether those be people goals. For example, what's your company solving for? Whether that be talent retention, attraction, new announcements, competitive benefits, you name it. And likewise, we back into company goals, including cost, share utilization, etc. Administratively speaking, everything is taken care of super seamlessly. The boost, which is what we call the cashless funds, are automatically applied for the participants that choose to use cashless. It is optional. It's not compulsory. This boost specifically is applied on the purchase date, which means that participants have the freedom and flexibility to make any plan-supported adjustments, to withdraw, etc., all during the purchase period, again, all as supported by the plan with no penalty if they're using cashless participation. Carver Edison then wires those funds, which specifically are the aggregate cashless boost amount on behalf of the participants that are using cashless directly to the company on the purchase date, which of course results in incremental adjusted paid in capital for the company. The participants then sell shares, we call these the repayment shares, to cover the cashless boost date accessed. This too is done in an automated transaction that's run on the participant's behalf on the purchase date. Ultimately, those participants are walking away with 50 to 150% on average more shares in their brokerage account than they'd otherwise be able to afford without cashless. We call these net shares. All thanks to cashless participation, the average net share amount that I've mentioned is conservative. We see participants walking away with 200%, 300% more shares. It's really incredible. So it sounds like 
this is pretty similar to a same-day sale exercise on a stock option that most of our listeners are already familiar with, but actually probably a little bit better because participants actually get shares. They don't just end up with cash. They end up with shares that can then grow in value over time. That's exactly right. And what about a qualified ESPP? I know a lot of our listeners have a qualified ESPP. Can they do this with a qualified ESPP? They certainly can. And a large percentage of our portfolio have qualified plans. And I know you mentioned language and translation, but you know it feels like every great idea I have, as soon as we talk to the global experts, they're like, well, you can't do that in this country or that country, or that's never going to work outside the U.S., Is this something that companies are able to do with their global workforces? That is a great point. And the answer is yes. As long as the issuer is U.S. listed, the cashless ESPP can be utilized across the globe wherever their ESPP is supported. We actually have a specific program design that we use internationally, specifically speaking outside of the U.S., to ensure that the program runs as smoothly as possible. Great. All right. Well, by offering cashless participation in its ESPP, Outset is really at the forefront of this innovation. Lori, can you take us through Outset's decision process and how you ended up choosing to offer a cashless alternative for your employees? I'd love to, Barbara. First of all, you know, COVID's really changed more than how we interact with each other and where we work. It's um, changed what employees want, how they view work, how they read look at retirement and their financial goals. So instead of employees establishing a plan for career advancement, more than ever, we're seeing employees looking at financial security and retirement. COVID's changed a lot. At Optip, we want to be part of that goal for our employees as well as a solution. The great resignation has made um, most companies rethink the role that they play in their employees' lives. Also with the shift in where people work, Attracting and retaining talent is harder and more important than ever. It's really quite a challenge. Outset's IPO took place in September 2020. So that's not great timing when you look at COVID. However, as a newly public company in these unprecedented times, we realized we had a really unique opportunity to reimagine compensation, benefits, and employee requirements to be creative and think outside the box. We don't have to be the same. We looked at life through the eyes of our employees and try to create meaningful benefits and opportunities that would help them meet their needs. The core to our hiring is frontline employees, such as manufacturing, field service, and Tableau sales representatives, many of whom have never been exposed to an ESPP or have the ability to take full advantage of a program like this. These employees, they're the heartbeat of our company. And saying that they're the heartbeat is not just words for us. We try to show them with every action and everything we do that they really are important. This is one of the reasons we wanted to design an ESPP to be as inclusive as possible. It was very important to us. We wanted to provide a benefit that allowed all employees, no matter where they were at in their life and their position, to reap the awards aligned with their contributions. In the end, we implemented several new benefits, enhanced others, including our equity programs. The biggest change was to our qualified ESPP, which originally was a six-month offering period with look back. And what is the plan design that you ended up with? What are the key features of your ESPP now? So it's, it's pretty interesting. We proposed two changes to our executive committee and the board. 
to implement a Cadillac plan, a 24-month offering period with four six-month purchase periods and automatic reset, as well as cashless participation. They approved both. That was really unexpected. It was our dreams, but they did it. They approved both. Once approved, we coined our new plan, the Bugatti plan. So you might ask, why the Bugatti? Well, Bugatti produces extremely rare cars. And in some cases, there's only three to four of each model made. They're very uncommon, extremely, extremely well-made, offer some of the best performance available, and are handcrafted. Our newest ESPP met all of these requirements. At the time of implementation, there was only one very small company in the world that had the unique combination of Cadillac plus cashless participation. The Bugatti plan feature I'm most proudest of is inclusivity, which is a direct result of implementing cashless participation. Historically, ESPP plans have been open to most employees, as Callie said, but only the most highly compensated or commissioned employees could take full advantage of the plan. Not everybody could afford to contribute the maximum contribution rate. By adding cashless participation, it's made it possible for all eligible employees to participate at the maximum contribution rate, even though they might only be able to contribute 1%. This is groundbreaking. And what has been the reception to the plan? What percentage of employees utilize the cashless participation feature? It really is amazing. At the time of open enrollment, we had 50% of eligible employees enrolled in the ESPP. The figure had been higher when the, um, the prior purchase period began, but dropped due to new terminations of hires. By the end of open enrollment for our Bugatti plan, 90% of eligible employees had enrolled in the plan and 70% of the eligible participants had elected to use cashless participation. We expect this number to go higher within the next year. Many of the employees that did not elect to use cashless participation want to see what happens. They want to see what happens on August 31st when we have our first Bugatti plan purchase. Wow, that is amazing. That is just a phenomenal participation rate that I pretty much never see. Like, that's fantastic. And I also really love just how enthusiastic you are about the plan and how you've really embraced being innovative and on the cutting edge versus shying away from it. I do want to touch on a couple of concerns around cashless participation, though. The first is dilution and the additional plan expense. If more employees are able to participate at a higher rate, this increases the number of shares purchased under the plan, and that would theoretically increase the cost of the plan, both in terms of dilution and your actual P&L expense. Was this a concern for Outset, and how did you address it? Yes, it was definitely a concern, and it was our initial worry with the executive management team and the board approval plan that would increase the cost of the plan as well as increase our share dilution. First things we thought of, so we analyzed different scenarios, trying to anticipate every situation that might come up, the maximum share issuance, the maximum cost, the current cost, cost of the Cadillac plan, et cetera. In the end, we knew the potential expense and dilution for approximately eight scenarios. This information, it was really, really helpful to the executive management and to the board. However, the final questions from the board did not pertain to these issues. Instead. They were interested in examples of how the plan would impact our employees, how this would exactly work for employees and what the benefits would be. This was honestly the first time I'd seen employee impact 
and had a expense and dilution. It was really incredible. As for the increase in dilution of pool usage, it's much easier to increase an ESPP pool than a pool use for fungible and non-fungible awards. In my experience, our investors have never voted against an increase to the ESPP pool. The same cannot be said for other pools. I think the investment community understands that an ESPP benefits all employees and not just a select group. Another concern was the complexity of forecasting and accounting for the Bugatti plan. Definitely a true concern. So to manage this, we elected to seek assistance from a company that specializes in this field. Another reaction I've gotten to cashless participation is that companies shouldn't offer it because employees need to pay for the stock in order to have skin in the game. And I'll admit that I find this reaction frustrating and a little disingenuous because no one is suggesting that we stop granting RSUs to executives or prohibit them from doing same-day sales or share withholding because they need to have skin in the game. But I'm curious to know if this is an, an objection that came up for you, Maury, when you were designing Outsets Planned, and if so, how did you address it? No, I can honestly say this topic never came up, not a single time. Instead, we focused on inclusivity. That was huge. Inclusivity, retention, attraction. That's what our executive staff were focused on um, when we created this ESVP. And they're focused on to make sure we meet all these goals. That's just fantastic to hear. It sounds like you've just got a really great plan that offers a great benefit. I love the participation rate that you achieve. I'm hoping we'll be able to check back in with you after your first purchase occurs and find out how it went. Kelly, like I said in the beginning, I really think that the time has come for cashless ESPPs. And so I'm curious about what kind of interest you are seeing among plan sponsors. I couldn't agree with you more, Barbara. And I'm pleased to say that we've seen a tremendous amount of interest and commercial traction, particularly as employers are dealing with issuers that aren't just limited to the great resignation anymore. Specifically, they're including inflation, for example. Inflation's an important one because it's limiting the power of cash compensation. So we're having executives come to us and say, what do I do next? It can be cost prohibitive to try to combat inflation in many instances using cash compensation alone. And the cashless ESPP is an incredible solution for these types of issues because they can give employees what we call an equivalent raise while also, of course, underscoring the importance of ownership and it's shareholder friendly because it's a creative. Likewise, we're seeing issuers come to us and say, my overall equity compensation cost is just too expensive right now. I need to think of a way to try to offset this. And the cashless ESPP is a great way to do that because actually we're creating more adjusted paid in capital by way of the increased plan participation. So it's really helpful in this way that we're allowing employees to participate. These employees are then owning more company stock, which is great for a total reward standpoint, the company is then able to take in more paid-in capital. So kind of bringing it back to what we were discussing initially, it really becomes this win-win for everyone involved. On that positive note, I think that that makes for a great stopping point. Callie, I really appreciate your willingness to serve as our guide to cashless ESVPs. Your explanations were super helpful. It's been my pleasure, Barbara. Thank you so much for having me. And it's been so lovely to hear about your plan, Lori. Thank you for sharing it. <laughs>
Uh, and Lori, thanks so much for sharing Outset's ESPP with us. I'm always excited to hear about innovative approaches to ESPPs. And I, I really just like the thought that went into Outset's program. Thank you, Barbara. Um, and thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to share this with everybody. It's an amazing program. We've covered the topic of cashless participation in ESPPs in the NESPP blog, in our Equity in Brief video series, and in the recent feature article in the NESPP Advisor newsletter. We'll include links to all of these resources in our show notes. For our listeners, if you enjoyed our program, please give us a positive rating and subscribe to our podcast through your favorite podcast player. Your ratings and subscriptions really help us out. Plus, you are notified when we post new episodes. Win-win. Thanks for listening.